Claudette coming to you from Queer Mecca's Music Seminar Podcast. And today we're chatting with Derek Bertram, musician, 8 West band member extraordinaire, and in my opinion, a musicologist. There at Queer Mecca, he will dispute that profusely, but believe me, I believe it's true. Anyway, (laughs) hello, Derek. How are you today? Hello, Claudette. I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where did you grow up? What kind of music do you enjoy playing or listening to? And most of all, tell us what kind of instruments you like playing. Yeah. My name is Derek Bertram. I was born in La Mesa and grew up in El Cajon, California. Um, probably alternative rock is my favorite genre of music and to play. I play guitar and bass. I've been playing guitar for about 12 years now. Um, I definitely think I should be better for playing guitar for 12 years, but um, guitar is definitely my love of music, um, then bass, and then probably recording after that, but uh, probably all together, all three a little bit. Um, I've been playing guitar since freshman year of high school. Um, How I got into guitar, I actually first heard Sum 41's Fat Lip, uh, if you know that song, the iconic dun 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 dun. Yeah. That that riff, um, I was actually probably like 14 years old, um, watching on a lazy afternoon on MTV when MTV still had music. <laughs> I was watching music videos okay. and I saw this, I saw this come up, um, some 41's music video for Fat Lip, and it's a pretty. Um, it's pretty um, out there music video too, just like you know people going you know crazy and messing around, and I just thought that was the coolest thing besides the music. Yes. But that just gripped me. But <laughs> the riff alone, I was like, how does that? What is that? I actually was like, what is right. that riff? Like, well, I didn't understand music at all, and I didn't understand what made that riff. Um, I I've eventually looked it up, and it was a guitar. I was like, oh duh, <laughs> because I, actually my dad had told me. There's he has a uh, 1979 Fender uh, Natural Ash Strat, and he's always said before I even knew what music was, he was like, "Hey, I have this guitar. If you ever want to play it, it's available." Okay. He never pushed me or anything, but he always said, "Hey," just every once in a while, said, "Hey, I have this guitar. If you're interested," I said, "Oh, cool, thanks. I'll yeah, maybe." <laughs> yeah, you know? and then you had an awakening. Uh, but then I it, the same day I I, I heard. Some 41's fat lip. Mm-hmm. I was enthralled and I instantly went up. I, I literally wrote down the name because, like, you know, how MTV, like they, the music videos have the song title. Yes, come up and yes, the, uh, yes. And the name. I, I, I was like, oh, oh, what is this? I just thought I discovered <laughs> the coolest thing ever. I'm like, Some 41. Right, right. Fat lip. Right, right, right. All killer, no filler. <laughs> That's the name of the album. You know, I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I, I literally ran uh-huh. to what we call the desk room at my parents' house because uh-huh. it's this tiny little room that just has a desk and a computer and full of junk. Oh. Um, I ran over there and started up our computer that, at the time, computers took about 20 minutes to start okay. up. So, I, you know, I put that on and I'm like, okay, it's coming. I'll, I'm going to come back here and while the computer's warming up and turning on. And I went back <laughs> in the living room and I watched the next video and happened to um, just be some more like awesome rock music, just having like okay. um, kind of a hour of rock music, but I was just enthralled with that style. Um, I eventually went on the computer when it finally right. warmed up. Okay. 
checked out that song, watched it again about three times. Okay. Um, and then you were able I to just play the, this it is on YouTube, right? <laughs> oh, no way. This is on YouTube. Um, and I then saw in the related videos, uh, In Too Deep by Sum 41, and I instantly was also enthralled by that song okay. and the guitar and just the catchiness of it. I just thought these are the catchiest songs, the most out there, cool um, well, you know, now I'd probably say like it's not the coolest, but I don't honestly, know. I still At think that time, cool. I uh, think you were right on. There were many, many other people yeah. who felt that way. So, yeah, definitely have yeah. a great ear. And <laughs> thank you. But I, I just remember being totally blown away by this stuff, um, by this style of music. I had never heard this before. Okay. Um, my parents kind of always played. My mom specifically always played, um, which I loved it. She always played top forty, um, like you know R and B and hip hop, mm-hmm. and definitely a lot of Prince. She blasted that through our house, like blasted it, you know, especially on Friday nights. We'd actually dance a lot of times, my mom and I, and it was super fun. One of the most fun times. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm getting such great visions. You checking out, checking (laughs) out the videos on MTV, running into the computer room (laughs) or computer desk room and listening to the videos, watching the videos. And now you and your mom dancing to the top 40s or top 20s or whatever. Sounds so cool. I think that's kind of like a base. You know, you get a foundation for your musical appreciation and you can feel it within your spirit and 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 the intrinsic connection with the dancing i mean here now you're referring to it as you think about that time you were introduced to rock and roll how cool is that yeah you know oh yeah i yeah it's i was gonna say i totally just like you said it's totally part of me uh the the top 40 music that my mom used to play too the hip-hop and Mm -hmm. r&b i that's totally part of the way my style is now and what i still like Mm -hmm. um and especially even the way i play specifically bass too um but I just remember I'd never really heard rock music before, which is primarily what I'm interested. Okay. I like all types of music, but mm-hmm. um, I'd never really heard it before because that's all I was like really heard my out loud. My, my dad did play um, some classic rock, um, like Tom Petty and stuff, which I love now, but I just really wasn't into right. it. It didn't catch me. Mm-hmm. It didn't like, there's nothing to me like really, rep- I guess it wasn't repetitive enough for me to like or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I really like top 40 music and I really then found that I loved alternative rock music Mm. through Sum 41's Fat Lip. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered Blink-182. I was definitely late to the game. (laughs) Trust me. But I... Well, we come when we're ready. We come when we're ready. We come when we're ready. You know? My mother was um, was a dancer and she played a lot of classical music. So for me, classical music is all I heard. But as soon as I heard jazz, I was like you. I was jumping into the little room trying to get the sound, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, for real, though. I think it all just comes to us how it comes, and you have to embrace it, which it sounds like you did. Yeah. So, so musically, you want to say that that's your thing. That's your jam. What? What? Like rock music? or Rock. Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Classic rock. Oh, yeah, rock. totally. But I would say I take a little bit from everything. I mean, I definitely blues. Okay. Um, bluegrass. Okay. Um, even I could I would I would never say this before, but even country, you know, even some countryish <laughs> riffs are I like kind of country like the bends of country <sighs> riffs and stuff, you know. Right, right. Um, yeah, country's got it's got some good riffs on it. You know, there's some really great pieces out there. Oh yeah, yeah. But a, a bit of everything, especially alternative rock. Um, oh, just to finish up that story, mm-hmm. oh, real yes, quick, though. Please. Didn't um, mean to cut you off. That same day, that same day, my my dad has always said. You know, hey, there's a guitar available if you want to ever learn. And I literally had no idea what that really meant. I'm like, yeah, cool. Okay. You know, 
um, one, that day when I said, what is this? And I actually looked up, there was unrelated videos also. There's a cover of this song, Fat Lip. I'm like, what? That's a guitar? How? Did, what? How does he just <laughs> pluck those notes? And it just makes that sound. Right? That's such a, to me, that was like, it was a really beefy palm muted sound too in the intro. Okay. And then the whole song is so upbeat and catchy. And it's, it's to me, that's just what gripped me. The, 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 the tone of it, the catchiness of it. And I think it's just the in-your-faceness of it. I don't okay. know. But anyway, so I, I asked my dad, hey, can I actually pick that guitar up? Can I try that? And he said, yeah. He pulled it out of his closet, um, opened it up, and he, he opened it up. And it was like, honestly, like I never really looked at it before in that light. You know, I was like, this has that potential? Wow. You know, I really opened up. Once I saw what it did, like just randomly, uh, like by seeing that song and looking it up and being interested just totally in that sense, that really opened my mind up to looking at this instrument as something yeah that you can do anything with you know you can make all these sounds with and i was going to discover that my dad then pulled out his pig nose amp um it's a 3060 so 30 slash 60 um it's a solid state 12 inch speaker amp um really awesome and not like the most amazing tone to any tube standard but uh it sounded really good to me at the time and it's still i actually still have it um unfortunately broke but (laughs) get it fixed eventually um but anyway i plugged it in and i plugged the his strat in his uh 79 yes. fender stratocaster mm. it's a uh, blonde ashwood is super Ooh. heavy I, and i still have it um and, but it is the best tone it plays so mm, good that's what i, I was it. thinking um, when you said it was super heavy i said but i bet it resonates like woo woo oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i just remember being like oh my god so heavy and him being like yeah you know <laughs> but um and he bought that. He bought that in '79 in Detroit, Michigan. Oh actually. wow! Um, wow. Yeah, I remember he he the sorry a little sidetrack of he went into the shop and he 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 actually said I didn't even know anything at the time. I just know I wanted a guitar and I played a little bit of guitar like chords. He said mm-hmm. he'd always compare that to, to me. He's like, you learn more than I learned in like a week than I ever knew. I'm like, what? No way. But that's pretty funny. But he. <laughs> He said he went into the shop and he saw that guitar on the wall, this blonde Stratocaster with black pickguard. And he said, that one. Ooh. And so that's how he picked it out. And you know, that's what, that, that's the hey. first guitar I played and I still have it. And You know what they I say? Love, yeah, it just speaks it to you. It comes to you. You know. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Sorry I'm going on about no, it, but just to please, actually finish more. for real this time, uh-huh. um, I actually started playing with my thumb. So I actually had no idea, um, unlike some people that are like, hey, let me look at a lesson real quick, or let me just look at the basics, look at this instruction manual. Mm-hmm. That's not really how I roll, uh, at least this not how I rolled at the time. <laughs> um, so I just started playing with my thumb, because I, okay. I could actually, because I don't know if you're familiar with guitar, it's pretty hard to like, at first, when you've never yes. played guitar, yes. to fret something with your fingers. Very hard. Even a single note, mm-hmm. it's hard. So just the strength that mm-hmm. it takes even. Um, so I actually had more luck putting it just, just with the big E string yes. and just with my thumb just messing around and actually trying to emulate that specific grip, the fat oh. lift grip. I, I was always like, dun, 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 dun. But trust me, it didn't sound like that. It sounded like dun, 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 <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Okay. And I was like, oh, I got it. You know, <laughs> I thought I had it. And it sounded, it was close enough to me where it enthralled me. I was like, oh my God, you really can make these There's riffs with this instrument. I, was, I love that. I so, can do it. Yeah. yeah. Great. So yeah, I, I, yeah, that's how I got into guitar. And then later, and I, then I played it in high school. Um, 
started doing cover guitar covers on YouTube after I already saw one on YouTube of that song. Okay. Basically, I started doing guitar covers and and just like I said, learning kind of um, just basics by myself. I eventually stopped playing with it on my lap like a slide guitar with my thumb. I eventually put it back up the right way and actually played it with my thumb on the back <laughs> and my fingers in the front, starting with chords. And I just learned chords through YouTube. I totally, I actually learned guitar through YouTube. Okay, all right. So you kind of, you kind yeah. of did a slide auto harp version until you could <laughs> until you could uh raise it up and get it together there but hey you had that he- yeah exactly you know, but you had that heavy um piece and you know you got to work with what you have and hey there's no well it really wasn't about the heaviness it was just that i literally couldn't like get, fret get anything your, yeah, so i wanted fret. instant gratification <laughs> so i wanted to like hear the note solidly i didn't want you know mm-hmm, and like boom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i actually i actually remember somehow figuring it out like actually um, before I even knew about open tunings, just tuning the strings until they sounded okay. Okay. It's probably pretty bad if I heard it now. But I, then I actually, my dad had a metal slide also in the guitar Ooh. case. And I remember with that, with the thumb and my finger, actually with my finger. No, I think I actually did use my thumb. Even though now I'd use my finger, of course. Um, I remember sliding that and being super uh, amazed how that was, with could it, actually huh? make notes and chords kind of, you know. So that I was my do. first week on guitar. And it, it was amazing. Well, you know, you... I've never went back since. <laughs> and we're grateful for that <laughs> musically. But often, um, um, would-be you. musicians are stalled or give up because the technicality can become overwhelming to accomplish certain things. As a pianist, yeah. as a guitar... Oh, guitar is very difficult to fret those notes and strum and do all that. Not to mention holding it in the right position while you do all of that. Um, as a vocalist, yep. as a vocalist is difficult. You want to do runs, you want to hit the rafters, you, you know, you want to do all these things, but, um, you know, you have to learn and, um, you know, you just found a little, a little way to get some of that gratification in as you went, as you went on that exactly. journey. There's nothing really wrong with that. Look at you now, you know, <laughs> so excellent, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Do you have particular, um, venues that you prefer to play at or you've enjoyed playing at here in San Diego? And, and why is that? Do you prefer uh, some well, over another? I've never played anywhere myself, personally. Really? Um, with my band, we were we were just getting into stuff mm-hmm. um, and when COVID hit, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I mean, the last time, the last time I actually uh, talked to you in person, mm-hmm. I was showing you my demo that we were making on yes. um, my band, 8 West. Yes. Um, and I'm the bassist in that band. Okay. So um, how many folks are in the in so, the band? It's not eight of you. <laughs> no, it's eight West, and it's spelled like it's spelled out like you know like the word eight, okay. like the number, but the word eight spelled out eight okay. West two okay. words, and um, not like the number eight. You know, a lot of people put that. I'm always like, hey, it's it's spelled out, okay? <laughs> okay, it's spelled out, and eight. that matters. Get it right. And that matters, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, for the name and everything. Yeah, I mean, you would you would find the freeway versus yes. us, you know? So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so so but what were you guys we played uh we played a couple shows um one in a backyard at my my singer's dad's house and one um at a total hole in the wall place really fun though it was actually really fun we excuse me we um it was actually like a an alcohol on alcohol boulevard uh-huh. and oh no it was on university sorry and this is a roll up side alley 
you roll up this door mm-hmm. and you go into this little room and this little hot room mm. and you you play in there and the crowd packs in and it wow. was so much fun everyone had so much good energy and that stuff i want to recreate what and was do the it name again. of that this place makes it so addicting it wasn't didn't really have a name oh. it was a secret show quotations Ooh. Ooh, special that sounds like fun <laughs> that sounds like a lot oh, of yeah. fun uh, it was it was it was super fun. Oh, wow. um, but honestly, we we really didn't get into playing any shows um, because we just had a we when we were playing those shows, we actually had a different set of people in our band. Okay. Um, we had just some creative differences, and then we kind of split, mm-hmm. and then we got a new member, and now we're kind of who we are now. Okay. Um, but it kind of put things on a halt, and then right when we were ready to start playing mm-hmm. again, COVID uh. hit. And and right as we're we we're, were really working on releasing an EP mm-hmm. with um, one of the songs that I was showing you, right. like the intro song, uh-huh. and that also got totally put on hold by COVID. We had all we have all the drums um, recorded. Um, we actually recorded them mm-hmm. at Kuiamaka uh, Studio, and then we were filling everything in. I was I did all my bass already. Um, actually, I, I need to redo a couple parts, but we got almost all the guitar um we're getting all the vocals mm-hmm. and then we just were finishing up and polishing things and then we kind of then again covid yeah. hit you know and then we couldn't do yeah. it so yeah and we've been being really safe um not you know trying to physically distance mm-hmm. so we have not have been having band practice we've been discussing having a socially uh physically distant band practice and we actually are going to do that within the next week Ooh, great. Uh, and start back up but yeah, everything to answer your question, like everything got put on hold and we actually never really played any shows. I mean, the only show that we actually if you can count this as a venue, I would would be Cuyamaca College at the oh, Coyote most Music definitely. Festival. I know you were slated to do that. Yeah. Um, and that was great. Last year, yeah. right right before the the virus uh, or COVID happened, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we were yeah, we yeah. But that's okay. We're looking uh, at actually, new ways yeah. to make our music ring anyway, you know? Um how many yep. people are in your band? Yep. Is it a moderate size or? Oh, we have four people in okay. our band. All right, so you've got a so, vocalist. So yeah, we have we have we have Cody on yeah, we have Cody on drums, mm-hmm. uh Blake on vocals and rhythm guitar. We have Harrison on lead guitar. Okay. And myself on bass. Yeah, you guys. And I probably will be doing some vocals also. All right. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know that um, you guys sound very cohesive. The piece, uh, two pieces I heard of yours. Actually, I heard a few because I was listening to them from. We were looking at them for the um, music festival, but the one in particular that yeah. you shared with me in the office, I was very impressed with that piece. It was a nice piece, and it was original composition. Composition, wasn't it? Yes. What was the t- title of that yes. that you. track? That one's the that one's reasons. That one's yes, the one that's reasons um, in the intro. Yeah. I hope we ha- be able to get a snippet of that. Yes, because I found that to be. A oh nice yeah, piece. I will. I'll send you. Excellent, excellent. So when do you think? Like yeah, the last time we talked, we were on that. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? Um, when do you think you you are going to try to complete your um, your your EP right and. Yes, now that we we actually have a, the the new lineup of of who we have in the band, right. and we're trying to get you know practice back in and start getting those ideas flowing mm-hmm. again. We are, we had a bunch of ideas flowing right before this all happened, and we were all like really really excited. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get that excitement back, no problem. <laughs> it's just 
a crazy time. It yeah, is a crazy, indeed. Crazy time. And my hat goes off to you. you guys are still at it, still working. Some of us are finding it a little more difficult than others. As much as we can, yeah. We're talking about doing it. Well, um, soloists, um, like myself... <laughs> I don't currently have a band. Yeah. I, I have been in band in the past, but right now I'm not. It's a little harder to be as motivated when you're alone. So um, my hat goes off to you guys all staying in there doing the thing. Do you have any particular tools or methods or something that you do to, to stay motivated or engaged as a musician? Probably just my recording, my little recording studio I have mm-hmm. here that um, I... I Basically, just have myself to entertain myself. Um, <laughs> that was a weird sentence. I know, um, but I liked it. <laughs> I have my instruments and my recording apparatus here to mm-hmm. uh, entertain myself. Okay. Um, basically, just making little things, uh, working on old projects, re- redoing old projects. Like for instance, like to keep myself motivated, I I'm right now working on like last night i was um until like really late i was recording more guitar for reasons actually so i i recorded all the guitar for reasons already and i thought it was pretty good and then it's been so long i've listened to it so many times that i actually which is a problem of mine i i I don't like it anymore so i have to redo the guitar (laughs) you know and that's totally one of my issues like i can never be happy with something well you know always have to redo it that's the thing with us musicians we always want to do that you know, I, I I know he would be surprised to hear me quote him, but there's a professor at Grossmont. His name is Kenneth Ard. He's a pianist. I had him as a teacher. Okay, so you know him. Mm-hmm. He's great. And he said, um, once you do three three times in a row perfect without in, without an accident or a mistake or something, then you, you have it laid down. You know it. You know that you know it. Everything else coming out of that is just your particular emote or um, the, the 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 energy you want to bring to it. So, um, you know, yeah. as musicians, we're always trying to, you know, perfect it, get a little bit better, do a little bit more. Um, and and the reality is, um, like Miles Davis or Ella Fitzgerald, right? All of them have more than one version of a particular track. So you can do several versions of reasons. You can have your, you know, your your acoustic one. You can do your um, bluesy one. And I don't necessarily mean genre. I just mean the energy that you you do. Um, Someone told me, um, Etta James did At Last, and it was going pretty strong in um, open mic or um, nightclub venue. But once you recorded it in the studio, it took on another vibe. And the one that we have now hmm. is a different vibe than the way she was doing it in a live performance. So, you know, we all we bring these different energies. Oh, totally. You know, we bring these different energies. And, and I know part of it is laying yeah. it down and then picking it up later, you hear some different things. But... Um, I, Just to your point, I've, I've heard our song, Reasons, like... So many times, and every time I hear it, I'm like, "Oh, this could be that, maybe." Yeah. Or, or even yes. I'm, I'm like laying in bed thinking about it sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, "Wait, what if that chord's like that?" Ah. And then it does the timing like da 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 da. You know, like, <laughs> Cody will love that one. I always do that to him. Like, just do he. You know, the, he's our drummer, like I said, but he he loves when I say, "Cody, just do the timing like you know da 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 da." Ka, ka, ka. <laughs> you know, you, you understand? And he's like, "Yeah, he that's so that. technical. I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he's like is it on the end of three or i'm like uh, it's like da 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 
You know, the da da da. Yes. Doing air drums. You know what? I remember that chapter in theory. I know that part. Da ka da da da. Yes, I recall that. <laughs> oh Actually, I think Tim Poulin teaches that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So, as a musician, um, what are your aspirations aside from, you know, getting the perfect riff down on reasons in eight West? Um, are, are you, are you planning or do you see yourself going certain places or doing certain things with your music, either with your band or as a solo act? What are your, how do you see yourself going along as a musician? Yeah. Um, I definitely see myself both as a solo solo musician kind of for my own music and producer Mm -hmm. i'd like to say okay and then with my band of course too like i I have very strong aspirations for both um you can do both you know i want to i oh yeah totally um i i mean first and foremost actually right now is the band um i want to make that work and i want to make that the best it can be um into our most our fullest potential and i want us to be happy with our music i want other people to like our music and yeah mm-hmm. i mean obviously that's the, what everyone wants but um i definitely want to play more shows i want to get our ep recorded i want an album recorded after that okay. um and i want i my plan is to do the record the recording and editing and mastering myself i hope that i can do that even the mastering we'll see um, but that's what I, that's what I love to do. And I love to polish something and make it into like a radio worthy song is mm. my hopes. So my aspirations are to do that with my own songs, with other people's mm-hmm. songs, mm-hmm. as far as like the producer side of what I yes. like to do and with our own, with our own band, okay. West. Okay. Oh, and I forgot, I want to do some virtual concerts. That's kind of like what's to come. Yes. Um, as the music tech at Queen Maca, we're talking about, um, I'm, I'm trying to help with getting virtual concerts started mm. um for the for the echo chamber music series yes. um for classical music okay. chamber music and for just our normal series too like even the coyote music mm-hmm. festival like can we do that if it's still like this come that yes. time can we do it virtually yeah. that's kind of what we want to do um and same with my band and myself i want to start doing stuff like that um like a live concert or something or yeah or just in general just more recordings and more content out that's what that's my goal to in this covid time to get some stuff out to everyone because it's i think everyone can agree we're all kind of depressed and it's kind of (sighs) been (laughs) letting everything it's everything has been kind of hard to get done yeah like i don't know if that i think i can speak for most people Mm -hmm. that it's everything's kind of hard and i think we're trying to pull ourselves some people might have already done that i'm just pulling myself out of that i agree i agree totally i i find more and more as i mm, talk to people and journey through things um more and more people are affected as much as you know affected by the situations that's going on with the covid um and it is difficult to stay you know up and peppy and you know motivated but um music helps but i'm finding that the artists such as yourself are are becoming sort of the catalyst for um forging a new way to do a thing you know they're taking zoom and other online venues for sharing um, music and creating things like virtual concerts um 
And, and those yeah. are, are exciting. It's engaging and they're finding different ways to make it happen. I know at, um, there at Kuomeka, um, uh, what is her name? She does, um, performance music, uh, the professor there, um, uh, professor Ariana Warren. Yes. Yes. Ariana is, um, was sharing some of the, um, uh, particular opera that's being done online at, uh, through zoom. Oh, that's through cool. Zoom, um, which is very breakthrough, breakthrough kind of performance. And they're using um, like the waiting rooms and uh, fading in and fading out lighting. And, and a lot of the performers are doing it from their home. And they're sort of adding these pieces in. And it's quite effective. It's quite effective. Um, so we're looking at what we have and as yourself. And we're using those to help bring people along on the journey. And those of us who are finding it difficult or needing a little help lifting ourselves up are very, very grateful for these other options, for these, these new ways to approach. And I, again, yeah, I think, um, the artists like yourself are, are leading the charge on that. We're finding ways to be creative. That is kind of in the makeup of being a musician be creative yeah, <laughs> you know totally. be creative yep take that guitar off think outside the lay box. it on your lap play with your thumb you know <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, yep you know these are these are the things that we do you know um so you're doing okay with your journey during all of this stuff um are there getting there definitely getting <laughs> there is there um particular musicians or artists that are moving you are someone inspiring you to keep going besides obviously aid West, but are there, um, other musicians or artists locally or otherwise? Speaking of like my, my most influential bands, mm-hmm. um, for me, uh, rage against the machine. Yes. Okay. Um, audio slave mm. Kings of Leon. Oh Yes. Okay. Um, Jack White, everything he does, basically. The Raconteurs, White Stripes. Okay. Um, Sum 41, Blink-182. Sounds like you got some heavy um, hitters there. A mm-hmm. little more. Neil Young, Top Hattie, yeah, all the, all the, all the bigs. You know. um, <laughs> Stevie Wonder, it's hard to think mm. of the more non-big ones. Grateful Dead. Um, so what, what would you say these, these, these particular bands and groups why these particular ones gravitate to it is because they have particular ways um, in their their rhythms. I definitely just love the music of them. I, I'm, I'm really more about the music um, versus the... I know you can say the music is the vocals, of course, it is, but I'm more about the instrumentation. Okay. Uh, it's funny that you're, you know, you're a vocalist, but I'm more totally about the... N- not the vocals at all. <laughs> like I could actually care less about most vocals, mm-hmm. the lyrics, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting more into it now, definitely, mm-hmm. as I um, get more into everything. But I I could listen to most of this, um, most of these artists without he- actually hearing the lyrics. And trust me, I usually don't. I could couldn't tell you any of the lyrics. <laughs> I I can tell you how the the guitar sounds and the bass and the. But yeah, I I, I hear the lyrics a lot mm-hmm. of times almost as just a note, mm-hmm. like of the yes. melody not the lo- vocals, mm-hmm. you know? And I like I like how when things come together with the music and a really catchy, especially when they overlap, st- stuff like that really catches catches my You're not uh, alone attention. with that. You're um, not alone on that. That is the heart. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. the pull. When you can get the harmony yeah. and the melody yeah. all to sync up, but 
I think you're not alone either in the whole idea you hear just the music and not so much the vocals. Even though I'm a vocalist, I can appreciate that. Um, yeah. Like, as far as my... I never talked about bass, I just realized. Um, <laughs> I got into bass. Like, as far as bass, um, I'm just trying to relate to this, too. Like, my some of the influences on bass are, like, actually Kings of Leon. Mm-hmm. The bassist for Kings of Leon um, is really good. Um, I just love his style. Mm-hmm. It, it He kind of, like... The, he's kind of a style that I would say is most like mine. Okay. Um, okay. But mine, I would say the other way around is my style is most <laughs> like this. But <laughs> he copied me. No, but uh, I yeah, I could definitely see like, the way his bass lines pull and have a melody a lot okay. of times to them, but still like still get the bass um, mm-hmm, feeling in mm-hmm. there. I don't know if that made any it sense. It does. It but, does to me. Uh, another another really good bass is slightly stupid. Uh, that's more of a reggae band. They slightly, the band slightly mm. stupid. Okay. Uh, they're I'm not really familiar good. with that. Um, Iration also. Okay. Uh, really good. Uh, speaking of uh, songwriters, I'm sorry. I was trying to relate to the bass still, but I got into bass. I really started to appreciate how much bass can actually um, make a difference in a okay. song. I really didn't realize until um, until I actually started playing bass. Um, in my guitar covers i I always i would make guitar Mm -hmm. covers and and by the way if i haven't mentioned that which i don't think i have my youtube is dude with a guitar 77 dude with a guitar 77 and that's where i have all my youtube covers if you want to check that out i have not done them uh done any updates in a long time and that's one of my goals is to get back into doing covers that's one of my favorite things is that your favorite thing um but that's definitely one of my favorite things. Okay. okay. But I, I got into bass because I said, oh, I want to make my covers sound fuller. And that's really what I, all I thought bass was okay. at the time, uh, to make it sound full. You know, I was like, it's just a big guitar. Yeah, you but know? it's also an anchor. But I, I it's started also an anchor. To... Oh, no. But now, yeah. of course. Yeah. Now I realize it is. Mm-hmm. I, I made, like, classes like Rock, Pop, and Soul at Queen yes. Mac College um, with yes. Taylor Smith made me realize... Ba- I, I played bass on a bunch of songs in a variety of styles. Mm-hmm. And that actually is really what made it click in my head that it, it's not just, like I said, it's not just a big guitar that's lower of, of the, what the guitar is doing. Mm-hmm. It's totally a different melody in most things. It's it's the backbone of the of the song. It's the pull. It's the groove. So I really, and and you can really, um, you can really, uh, do a lot with bass actually like <laughs> Most that's definitely. why i love being bass that's why i love being bass in my band mm-hmm. now you know i actually have a lot of influence on in the way the song sounds yes most definitely um, i mean you know it's arguable uh, a drummer will say is the drum is is the is the tempo a vocalist will say is the melody you know but i i do believe that the yep. bass has a very strong presence and i was just having a conversation with someone last night actually um um, um phil collins um what's that name of that song i can hear it um oh lord what's the name of that song i can't remember right now but he has a particular song where he they drop the the bass and the the roll in with the drums three minutes into the song i mean it's like the song is singing i can hear oh, it. Yeah, it hits hard i can I hear it coming in the wind oh lord something like that and um someone was doing that song on a, a competition and they were lacking the bass completely. 
it was it was like Mm-mm, no you you can't yeah, do that song good. without that you just can't you know um sometimes the bass yeah. is so essential and such an important part for moving the music for bringing in the listener along in in the particular track and without it you know or, or the way that you shape your bass is very pivotal to how we entertain or excuse me how you entertain us or how we hear that particular song so it's definitely a driving yeah, totally. an underpinning and a driving component the bass is very critical it's no reason why i as yeah. a vocalist love the lower and I, notes and I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean so i i only been playing bass for like five years probably actually more now but I, i've only considered myself a bassist for the last few okay. years once i really started taking it seriously mm-hmm. but um and and really i started considering myself only a musician when i really started the band and other and we made original music and other people liked it you know okay i i, I really I, I know that's uh, debatable but like i've always covered songs mm-hmm. and done stuff like that and yeah i'm a musician but like i never really made my own stuff mm-hmm. you know and now that i'm finally branching into that you finally yourself a musician. um yeah now i consider myself definitely more a musician and working with other musicians it's so hard working with other musicians actually mm. um not that it's not i'm not talking about my current band or mm-hmm. anything but i just mean like it's hard to make things work between almost people definitely a lot of times almost definitely um, it, it is as musicians we are you know sort of um, eclectic in our thinking, disciplined in our routines, and and some could say even you know a little pig-headed, but I wouldn't say that. <laughs> and and when you put all these people together, the collaboration can be a little can be a little tricky, you know, a little bit tricky. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Wasn't that? Um, but um, I think I think um, we are the world. That's it. Um, the producer on that, uh, Quincy. Quincy Jones said, he, everybody has to yeah. leave all that at the door when they came in to sing or to perform that piece. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it no, can yeah. be a little tricky, you know. Um, the good old no, yeah. <laughs> That's a, such a California thing, right? No, yes. yeah. Yes. Like no yes, comma, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Like you're literally agreeing with somebody, no. but you're saying mm-hmm. no first. You're like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's like shaking your head no while no. you're saying yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my um, gosh. I think I was just finishing with the people who influenced me on oh, guitar yes, and bass. I'm sorry. Um, and I think I already said it, but Jared Followell uh, of Kings of Leon is yes, totally one is. of my biggest influences mm-hmm. on bass. Um, guitar, for sure. Some party one, power chords, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I I definitely got a lot of my timing and specific timing from power playing power chords and rock okay. music. And I think I'm pretty good at playing chords. Not as much as like playing fast solos or anything, but I don't know. I, I like... I don't know. I just like having that full sound, if that makes any it sense. It does full, make like, perfect sense. No, it doesn't make yeah, any sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> but it makes perfect sense. It's, it's, and, it's, <laughs> and as far as local artists and stuff that are influencing me, yeah, totally. Um, I, I totally forgot to think of this one. Little Hurricane. Have you heard of that band? No. Where can we catch them? Or where no? could um, we have caught them? Uh, they're from San Diego. They're at, they are a two-piece okay. um, blues rock. Okay, okay. Um, it's tone. His name, uh, the guitarist's name Tone, and the drummer's name Cece. It's a guy and a girl, and they're actually married now, have oh, kid. Oh, how cool! Um, still playing music. A rock and roll love but story. But cool story. They, yeah, they met here in San Diego on Craigslist. What? And they said, you know, Tone, Tone put an ad out for a drummer, and she's drumming, and they actually live right down the street from each oh, other. Wow. So it's 
pretty crazy. There's actually a lyric in one of his songs, like, who would have known, like, the girl, I'm not quoting exactly, but who would have known, like, the girl that I, you know, love is right down the street wow. or something. Or the girl that's for me or something is right mm. down the street. Like I said, not very good at lyrics, <laughs> but their music. And you have and proven everything, it, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Their music is really um, influential to me. Um, what was the name of their group? Homewrecker What was the name of the group? Uh, Little Hurricane. Little Hurricane. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love their style. Okay. His tone, legitly, that's probably why he has that nickname, is amazing. Were, were, it's great. His guitar work is just uh, unlike anything else. Did they play else. the Coyote Music Festival? No, okay. I wish. Okay. That would be awesome. <laughs> I first saw them um, back in like 2011, mm-hmm. 2010, mm-hmm. I, I think. I, I might be getting okay. that horribly wrong. Um, but at X-Fest, they were on the side stage at X-Fest. Oh, okay. Okay. So at, okay. Uh, that's Chula Vista. It was called, I think, Cricket Wireless Amphitheater. Or yes. Amphitheater, yeah. or who okay. knows what it's called okay. now. Okay. But, uh, I, yeah. But anyway, they, they totally, they're a huge influence on me. Um, so check them out. I, I love Sounds. them. And they're from San Diego. They're oh, local. Oh, great, great. Little Heroin, actually. Another little, it made me okay. think of it. Um, it's my buddy, Michael Shannon. Um, he went into, he was actually, I met him through classes at Queen Macca. Mm. Um, but he, I actually knew him as a drummer, and I thought he was such a good drummer. I was like, wow, he's so good. And then all of a sudden, he picks up a guitar, a guitar, and he shreds. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then he sings. I'm like, whoa, dude, you're so good. Anyway, I'm really impressed with, um, well, I'm really impressed with his band and um, the, the sound they have, okay. the, the recording quality mm. specifically. I loved how crisp they sound, like their the kick and the snare. It's just perfect uh, snap to the snare with a the fullness and warmth. Really okay. Yeah, resonance. Yeah, I know. I'm just always I'm impressed with um and they're a local band. Um awesome. th- I think they came out with another EP. It's called Eek. Okay. Uh, and this is Little Heroin. Ago. But they're really they're yeah, okay. Little Heroin, yeah, they're really, really good. So oh, wow. not as much a local band, but my own holiday from Lake Arrowhead. We we happened to be camping dirt biking and they were mm. at this like kind of rv park okay we heard all of a sudden we just we we're done dirt biking for the day we we're super tired you know it's dark and all of a sudden we hear this band we're like just what's going on super awesome dude bluesy riffs rock riffs like what is this you know and that was also like that was also like seven years ago at least um i don't know if if any if they're um under that name anymore i actually need to catch up with joey but his name is joey chris man got it one word at the end um and they came out with an album, Reasons to Bleed, I think about five years ago. And that one's amazing. But we went over there. We ran over to there. There's a stage set up all of a sudden from out of nowhere in, uh, in the Don't middle of the desert. Don't you love it We're when like, that happens? What happened? is going on? Don't you love it, it? When the stage just yeah, appears yeah. out of nowhere? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I swear I don't even remember any other band playing. I swear it was only them. And it was oh, a pretty big wow. stage for how small the band was. It's just because they're a three-piece. Right. Anyway. Check out My Own Holiday. They're a really good band from Lake Arrowhead. Okay. Uh, I know that doesn't count as local, but that was local enough. Well, it's Cali. It's still Cali-born. Yeah. Um, another couple quick ones. Um, this guy, his name's Kendrick Dial okay. and the Lyrical Groove. Um, and uh, actually, Brisa Lauren also. Mm. They are in a band or with a band called the Lyrical mm. Groove. Um, that, they're a local band here. They sound familiar. They're really good. They have kind of a funky... Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure you heard about. Um, look up the song "Misery." Okay. And a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. Wake up. Okay. Um, okay. Really, really catchy. Um, just really good lyrics. It's a lot of. It's actually some spoken word, into some rap, mm. into some 
uh, just R and B wow. and hip hop with groove and funk. It is really it amazing. Like actually, they've, they've, awesome. they've crossed should... a few genres in that. Oh yeah, they're they're that's what we're, I I want to eventually try to do. That's what I'm trying to do. But you know, <laughs> my band, um, they're they're these are the guys who are really making me want like Pulling influence because these are local right. artists that that are that are I'm seeing putting out this awesome music that I'm like I want to yeah, do that. You so know, they, they're challenging um, you. Another to, one is to create. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, another one is my buddy Alex Lavanos. He just uh, came out with a album, an EP, um, Homesick. That's really awesome. Check that out on Spotify. He's always been one of my influences. Like every time I see him, always on his laptop making music. And by the time, yeah, by the time he's done, which is like five hours later or something, he could be sitting there. He's made a whole song or a whole demo. And I know that's pretty amazing. I need to be more like that (laughs) because I spend way too much time thinking about stuff instead of doing it. You know? Yeah. So I have to admit, Alex is awesome. He has great music. I appreciate that a lot. I I have to tell myself to get out of my head. But it sounds like you have yeah. actively sought out and, and continuously seek to get influences outside of your genre and some inside, but things that musically move you and challenge you. That's a great recipe, dude. Really, really great. Thanks. So I do need to share that Derek is indeed one of the strong linchpins over at Cuyameca. Um there are very few students who are in music who don't run across or need to reach out to Derek in some way. I'm sure all the professors in music have to reach out to Derek in some way. Um, and for that reason, I just say he's super great. But and then you add on the layer of Thank his you. own. You're quite, quite welcome. And then you add on the You're layer of nice. his... <laughs> and you add on the layer of his own musicality, his band and his performances. You've got the whole package wrapped up in here. And I know you said you're working on your EP and you're finishing up some stuff like on that lead song with the yes. Where can we go hear some of your sounds? Is there some way? Do you have something happen on Spotify? Do you have a YouTube channel? Um, How can we stay connected to you? So, uh, unfortunately, not much as far as YouTube on just specifically the band. It's just my dude with a guitar 77 personal kind of cover and music YouTube. I do. We do have four of the songs that we played from last year's Coyote Music Mm -hmm. Festival with 8 West, but um, on dude with a guitar 77 okay. so you can check out okay. those right. when it comes out when our ep comes out it hopefully will be on that'd be pretty cool if we get it on spotify that, i don't yeah. see why not but we definitely will be on we'll post links on facebook i'll definitely post it on my okay. youtube okay. also so look for it on my youtube look for it on instagram.com slash eight west band facebook.com slash eight west band and youtube dude with a guitar 77 and eight is E I G T West on IG and Facebook, and then on YouTube it's can you do us that that address again that name again? It's dude, dude. with a guitar seventy seven. Dude 77. with a guitar seventy seven. So we can go look that up on YouTube and get some get some of those tracks on there. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. Well, I have enjoyed my afternoon. I won't bore you guys with some of the technical difficulties we have, but just let me say, suffice to say, Derek is a true trooper. (laughs) 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 And we're going to fade out with some music here at this point so we can hear some of the things that we've been talking about. And we're going to thank you, Derek, for your time 
and uh, bringing us all these wonderful stories. I don't think I'm going to hear a bass player ever again and not think about um, you go into that uh, little computer room and fire <laughs> up, up that uh, MTV video or you dancing with your mom. Well, thank you, you so much for having anything me. You... Oh, no, it's been our pleasure. Do you have any parting words you want to share with us? Oh, man, I wish I would have thought of something smart. <laughs> Stay safe. Keep making music. Um, okay. You know? Uh, yeah. Music is life. Yeah, seriously. Mm. All right. We'll take all of that. Awesome. We'll take it all. Thanks again, Derek. Thank you, Claudette. Take care. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.